is fall 2021. That means it is time for the state of Star Wars here at the Resistance Broadcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us on this quarterly check-in <clears throat> on what is going on in our favorite movie franchise called Star Wars. With me, as always, Lacey and James. Uh, it should be a fun one because we are right off the heels, uh, six days removed from uh, Disney Plus Day. Uh, what's the news going on with uh, Rogue Squadron delays? All sorts of stuff like that. Um, it's not going to be, obviously, an entirely negative episode. We've had some of these State of Star Wars where they're almost 100% positive. So the the thing about this episode... Which I which I like that we do is we just say it's it's that time of year, uh, it's that season. So let's do the state of Star Wars, and we just say, all right, let's go. We don't make any pre-episode discussions or talking points, or let's cover this, let's cover that. We just see what we're going to talk about. Um, so I'm excited. So, Lacey, you ready to talk about uh, how we're vibing Star Wars? Yeah, I, I really look forward to these conversations because I think when we started doing them, we were like, this could be a fun idea. And it's really turned into something that we look forward to and also people that listen look forward to because things can change so drastically in a few months with Star Wars, apparently, that it's nice to to talk about where things currently are. And then also, if you want, you can go back and see what we thought back in January before we got all the new stuff that we got. So it's just really interesting yeah, to compare where we were and where we are and where we're going and that type of thing. Because I remember, I can't remember if it was this year or last year. Actually, I'm losing my track of time. But uh, when we were talking about how Kathleen Kennedy's was like, oh, we're taking a breath. And we're like, what does that mean? And now we're right. you know, getting 11 series and all these other things. So it's just super interesting. And, and I look forward to seeing what you guys think of where we are and where we're going and what's going to happen and potentially what we've already said is going to be the biggest year for Star Wars. Yeah, you know, we've been doing the the state of Star Wars for two or three years now, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it is sometimes funny to look back at that. I agree. I think that was last summer, the whole let's take a breath thing from Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> uh, I think I we got to a point I... where James was like, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. I think was the exact quote. <laughs> yeah. But James, uh, state of Star Wars, are you excited to uh, to do you know this time capsule version of it? Um, yeah, yeah. I feel it's... like you always get a little nervous about these. <clears throat> I do. You know, like, yeah. Because I mean, we did one. Like, I, like I think we just said we did one, and we were like, they're not doing anything. Like, produce something, and then like the very next one we did. It felt like it was like, I mean, it wasn't technically, but it was like, it felt like it was like right after they were just like, oh, right. we're doing like 10 shows and we're like, oh, shoot. Well, that's what they've I been working on. I think it's because we did Heck yeah. the taking the breath and then Disney <clears throat> Investor Day was the next one. Yeah. So then, yeah. and and it's crazy because um, the other aspect of this too is we generally, we really stick a lot to movies and, and live action TV but we always throw in like these other angles of like what, what video games and stuff are doing. Um, but, right. um, right. But I don't know. Yeah. I, w I always get kind of nervous cause it, it, when you're looking at the whole broad scheme of how everything's been going, it gets, it gets a little much for me. Um, but it's, but it's fun. Sure. To do. 
Yeah. And, you know, before we get into that, because we're not doing a top segment today, we're just going to spend as much time we, as we can on this discussion because uh, it, I think it deserves uh, as much time as we can put towards it. But we are featuring your tweets later, so don't worry about that. Uh, but before we get into it, <clears throat> um, I just want to say, if you like TRB and what we do here and you have the ability to support us, please consider supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast you can support us starting at just two dollars a month and as a thank you patrons of every tier uh, receive exclusive weekly bonus episodes and perks and other cool benefits as you move up the ranks so your support not only allows us to grow uh plan for our future uh including you know celebration other you know, events we may want to attend when COVID's completely gone and other stuff like that. Uh, but most importantly, you allow us to keep doing what we're doing now. And we put a lot of time and work into this podcast and uh, the other videos and content we make. Uh, so your support allows us to keep doing that and put the time in, 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 in making that better and continuing to do that. So if you are able to support us, uh, thank you so much from, uh, from us here at TRB appreciate that uh, again patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tier start at two dollars a month thanks for all your support um but here we go so let's dive into it right now it's our discussion it is simply called the state of star wars fall 2021 edition obi one once thought as you do so if you're new to the podcast every once in a while we just like to take time that we have to just open it up like i said at the top uh no predetermined expectations of what we're going to talk about here uh and that that's pretty much it so i'm going to start things off just um not, not necessarily negative but you know we did touch a little bit on this on monday and you know people have different views on this some people uh were completely fine with what we got out of star wars on disney plus day i wasn't i um and you know I see a difference between, like, say, in a different universe, Star Wars was putting out their TV content on the Disney Channel or USA or something, where if you have a cable provider, there you go. It's not a premium service. I'd be like, all right, you know, fine. But the fact that it is a pay-for service and, you know, people have annual subscriptions, they just increased it, uh, 10 bucks. Which is a uh, lot you're, by you're, wait, year to year. Ten dollars is a lot. Yeah, and, and you're you're yeah. you're paying this two hundred billion dollar company this amount of money for a premium service, and of course it's not just for Star Wars. You're getting uh, other classic Disney movies, uh, other IPs, Marvel movies, Pixar, all that stuff. Um, but some people get it, like me primarily. I get it for my kids to, to be able to watch like Disney movies, and for me for Star Wars. And because it's a premium service, when you have a day a promotional day that you're telling your fans you don't want to miss this, trust us, you're going to see clips, you're going to see first looks, you're going to see trailers, you're going to see it, get announcements, and they list all the IPs, and Star Wars is one of them, you're going to expect stuff. And yeah, <laughs> we we got the minute clip of Kenobi, but it was shown last year to investors, and to me that feels kind of like a, here's a bone, you know, you could take it. Are you know? Are 
our investors got to see this a year ago. Now you get to, you can have it. It's our scraps now. It's it's just like they were done feeding off of it. So now we get the leftovers in the back of the fridge. That's it's how also that kind of feels bit, to me a little bit. As if they didn't actually do anything for Disney Plus Day. Right, exactly. Right. They yep. went right. back to the vault and looked at what they hadn't released and said, go ahead and release that. Right. right. <clears throat> and then you have the, the Boba Fett thing, which is nice, but it's more of a retrospective of this character. And I thought it was great, but it wasn't for the new show necessarily in terms of like, we didn't really get content from the new show. It was just kind of saying like, let's bring you up to speed on who this character is. And uh, you know, that's kind of what we thought that was going to be. And we got that. Uh, other than that, we didn't really get much else uh, from star Wars. So it, it, to me, it was underwhelming. I, I feel like, I don't want to say they bait and switched us or they overhyped us or what have you, but I think there's a legitimate, and it's not a, I'm stomping my feet and I'm all angry and stuff, but I think you can make a fair uh, complaint that maybe we should have gotten a little more. You know, you have 11 shows coming. A lot of them are already done filming for, for next year. Kenobi's done filming. Andor's done filming. Mandalorian started filming. Boba Fett's coming out next month. Uh, Bad Batch is probably almost done being animated. They're probably doing, you know, the voice work. There's stuff that they could have uh, given us without question and then maybe what about just a simple update about the acolyte here's a cast member for the acolyte here's right uh, update. an update on lando that we haven't spoken about once since we announced it a year ago <laughs> right here is uh an update i know you guys are worried about it the rangers of the new republic if, if there's an update for it give us that uh you know, visions. We're gonna do another season. You guys loved it so much. There, they could have. It didn't have to be trailers. It, they, they could have just. It could have been hey, logos. Fans, fans, we want to acknowledge you exist. You support us. This is a premium service. This is a day dedicated to this service. We want to give you something. And then the cherry on the Sunday for me is Kenobi. And I said this on Monday, but I'll rehash it. Before the whole Twitter thread started, um, which is a bit underwhelming for this big day, especially when if you're going to get overshadowed by what DC does, you know, you're not doing well. Because um, <laughs> DC like hammered us with trailers and like the, they did us a great the job. The fandom has been very good the past yeah, few years. Yeah. So before that whole thread started, Kenobi was already trending and it had been since the night before when that minute clip had leaked and took the wind out of that sail. Uh, over anything else. So Kenobi's not only the number one Star Wars product, it's the number one anticipated Disney Plus product. Mm -hmm. If you're Disney and you're just off the heels of that poor performance report for Q4, the stock arrow is pointing down. Uh, people are yelling for Bob Chappick's head. How is that man not demanding a trailer come out? He has to be saying, I want that thing promoted. Like it's the golden goose. It's, 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 it's the thing everybody's rallying around. You have one thing that Star Wars fans in 2021 are all rallying around. That's hard to come by. And they don't do it. And they give us something that they put out last year. It just it feels weird. And I can't help but think, because like when I say, when I look across the aisle and, and Marvel is announcing shows for things I've never even heard of, uh, they're, they're giving you footage. They're giving you new logos. They're at least giving you a dedicated slot to each thing with some text some sort of narrative, some sort of context. 
it can't, it's not a Disney thing. To me, it's a Lucasfilm thing. So that's where I'm starting here. I don't know if it's a marketing issue. I don't know if it's production issues because we got the Rogue Squadron problems. I'm not trying to be negative, but you, we also have to be realistic too. We can't just all, you know, get in line and be like, everything you do is amazing. <laughs> it's great. Like, so that that that's where I'm starting. And, and, you know, I know you guys have different feelings about Disney Plus Day, but I'm curious how you guys feel about the state of Star Wars. And I think that's the hottest thing right now is what we're off the heels of. We can expand this, you know, into other stuff. Of course, that's going to start there. Like, yeah. like High Republic's rocking and rolling. That's good. There's a lot of other good things happening. Uh, but uh, that's where I wanted to kick it off because it's the, the most recent stuff. So whoever wants to take the ball, let's have some fun. Talk about the state of Star Wars. James, well, why don't you go next? <clears throat> yeah, I'll jump in because so we, we kind of had this discussion even before we started a little bit. And there's this there's this push and pull happening with me that's like, what did I expect out of Disney Plus Day? Personally, I didn't think we were going to get much. I saw it as like this promotional day where they were going to have so many other things on their plate because they're doing, um, <clears throat> you know, Pixar and Marvel and just other, you know, their own brand like Disney Plus just in general, you know, like know, a, a movie or something that's coming, a new show or something that's coming specifically to that platform and like what did I really expect out of Star Wars as someone who pays attention to how they announce things I just generally didn't think they were going to do much um but there is a lot of excitement around the fan base saying you know we think these things are going to happen and then on the day you're seeing that every other platform, whether it's, it's you know, say you're a fan of Pixar, say you're a fan of Marvel or whatever, um, even if you're a, a fan of uh, Jeff Goldblum, you know, like, if they have some sort of connection to Disney, it seemed like they were getting a shout out that day. And, but Star Wars was not. And Star Wars got stuff, but it felt very much like hey, we're giving everybody in the class cookies. You get a cookie. And I'm like, great, that's awesome. And then everybody else in the class got five cookies. So so at what point are you complaining that everybody else got more cookies than you? Are you complaining that you got a free cookie? You know, it's like, that's... Yeah, but that somebody, was, somebody already ate our cookie... A year yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> you have to remember that someone licked that cookie a year ago and then they're giving you the licked cookie. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to get and into stuff like that. making you pay to see it. Making you pay. Yeah, and then making you pay for said cookie. <laughs> that was another angle that I, that I didn't actually encounter. I, I know that the, the, the video for the Kenobi thing leaked, and so a lot of people saw it um, who weren't obviously Disney Plus subscribers. So I, I was going into it with that mindset. When I saw that it was actually on the platform, I just thought in my head, like, oh, I'm just treating this like, or they're just treating it kind of like a trailer behind the scenes thing or whatever. This isn't a way to access and promote it, but forgetting the fact that it was not public right. was a big deal. A and I was yeah. like, Oh, that is a really good point. That is definitely, um, hard. Um, I now people it still ended up like, seeing so people... it, but like in a pirated manner, you know? Right. And the other thing is like, I was <clears> explaining <throat> to Matt. So Matt is not into star Wars at all. He's, it's not his thing. I said they released a new teaser for Kenobi. He goes, oh, that's amazing. You like Kenobi. You're excited for that. I said, yeah. He goes, where'd they put it? I said, Disney Plus. He goes, wait, they put a commercial on Disney Plus that you have to pay to watch for a show that's out next year? <laughs> like, 
to like a normal person, why would you pay to watch a trailer? Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. So to me, so, yeah, go ahead, James. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say just to wrap up kind of my, my yeah. thought process on Disney plus and, and kind of how everything rolled out. There's part of me that was like, what did I expect? I didn't expect much at all. And what I got was right. like a Kenobi trailer and I got um, this uh, retrospect of Boba Fett and, um, you know, a couple other things here and there was like toy announcements and stuff like, a, you know, a cool um, temple guard, double bladed lightsaber and stuff that was released. And it's like, that stuff's cool. Yeah, cool. Disney Plus Day. Uh, that was a fun day. But it really sucks as a Star Wars fan when you're looking at everything else and going like, holy crap, you know, like, look at all this other stuff that they announced. And you didn't do almost anything for star Wars and anything that you did do had this like asterisk, like it was behind a paywall or people had already seen it a year ago, or this really wasn't anything cool for book of Boba Fett. It actually was just like about the history of star Wars. And it was marketed like a book of Boba Fett thing. They just kind of mentioned Book of Boba Fett at the end, but it was really just about one. Ca- it could have been about anybody, you know. It could have been like the history of Darth Vader, you know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. cool. I mean, that's neat, feels- but it didn't feel with, with- like it was really adding to Disney Plus's. All- I don't know, but I get, real, real I get quick. that angle of like everybody else got five cookies, and I'm like, I want more cookies. Like, what's going on here? When you say. When you say cookies, it reminds me of that <laughs> that Christmas episode of The Office when there's the, the two Christmas parties, Angela's and then the one Pam and, Margarita and machine. Karen do. And Kevin's sitting there with a cookie in Angela's party and cookie there's really Kevin. no one else there. And Daryl walks over and Daryl is Marvel and Angela is Star Wars. And he's like, hey, when you're all done with your uh, your meeting... Why don't you come to the break room? We're having a party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how it feels. It's like, we always like say like, yeah, Star Wars is better than Marvel. We love Star Wars better than Marvel, but Marvel is running way better than Star Wars. And it's just not even close. And people are like, well, Star Wars is like going to be marketed different because it's like, yeah, they're going to be marketed different because they're just not doing as good of a job. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, like, it, it, it definitely does feel like, especially currently, like after Lacey, on, the cuffs, get you in here. Yeah, on the cuffs of um, Disney Plus Day, it does feel like there are people making excuses for Star Wars and stuff as far as like, oh. we need to be able to appreciate like the content a- when it comes out and all this stuff. But it's like, or it needs to slow down too much, too fast kind of thing. And it's like. I don't understand that when you have this other property that's very clearly churning out content after content after content, you know, and nobody's blinking an eye at it as being too much. I mean, people are saying that, but it's not really. Everybody's really happy with too much over there, you know? Um, Yeah, Lacey. uh, Let me ask you this, Lacey. Uh, You've done social media for brands and stuff mm -hmm, like that. mm Mm-hmm. They pay attention to like the pulse of fans online, right? So, oh yeah, you're listening every day. That's a huge part of social media. Yeah. So when 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 there's these chunk of fans who are like, I'm just gonna get in line and 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 back every decision the corporate side of that studio makes because one day they'll like my tweet or one day Matt Martin <laughs> will reply to me or something. 
It's like them doing that is enabling them to be like, just just throw those idiots a bone. Like they'll they'll soak that up. That's all they need and stuff. It's, it's just like that's how I feel. It's just like we're all like, yeah, great. Oh, yeah, great. Oh, the investors got that last year. Give it to us now. That's all we need. Like, come on. Jeez. Yeah, I think for me, I, I think I'm even one step past you, John, where I thought over overall the Disney Plus Day was very underwhelming. Like, not just for Star Wars, for everything. I think Marvel mm. got announcements. They got logos, which they normally get from Kevin Feige for uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which they would have used during their panel this summer if it happened, which it didn't. Um, so they just saved it for this. I felt like all these announcements and posts were just repurposed stuff from other events that they would have done if those events happened. Um, I think that if you look at brands like DC who killed the fandom thing the past two years. They have people come in, they do interviews, they do all stuff. I think Netflix knocked it out of the park last month with their to doom thing where they talked yeah. about what is coming for literally the next six months on Netflix. They gave you trailers, they gave you interviews, they gave you behind the scenes stuff. They had shows that weren't even recorded yet and they had videos with the actors from the set saying, hey, we're just starting production today and we don't have much to show you, but here's what we do have to show you and here's what you know fun content that we've we're interviewing each other and stuff like it was very engaging and it was very much non-stop and this is like the organizer side of me is they had a schedule it was literally like from two to four we're talking about these four properties from That's you know legit. 11 to 12 we're talking about yeah and it, and they kept reminding you throughout the event so that you wouldn't turn it off which by the way was a streamed video event which i don't know why disney wouldn't stream some type of an event like they did with disney investor day last year i just felt overall that making your disney plus day about hey we're giving out hats at disney world that only people that pay get the hats uh we're doing inflatables at random locations throughout the U.S. of, hey, take a picture with our inflatable. Uh, and we're doing a Twitter thread where we're going to thread everything down in one long thing so that if you share any of the specific tweets, it sends you right up to the freaking top of that thread. And it is the most annoying thing ever <laughs> when you're sharing stuff with people that they're like, wait, what is this? And you're like, oh, you have to go down 17 clicks to get to what you want to share. Yeah. Um, they also tagged like every wrong person and it was just I'm sorry it was a mess I'm gonna be honest it was a mess as a marketing person I was sitting there like going oh my gosh and all I could see were people being like oh you know these social people need more credit blah blah of course and I'm sure they're doing their best but at the same time there's nothing wrong with providing feedback there is nothing wrong with providing criticism to either an event or to anything, because they might not even realize that what they're doing is wrong or that it's being viewed in the way that it's being viewed. I think there's nothing wrong with voicing your opinion. I totally am against harassing and bullying and stuff like that, which we did see some of that, of course. which is always going to happen. But I think with anything like this, it is totally fair game as a customer, a paying customer, to provide your feedback. And I don't think that falls into entitlement, which I think I saw a lot on in the Star Wars fandom of people basically saying that if you didn't, if you were disappointed 
as a Star Wars fan, it meant you were entitled. And I don't think that's the case because from the moment they announced... That's lazy. Yeah, from the moment they announced Disney Plus Day, if you go back and all their marketing... It was very much, we're going to have reveals. We're going to have trailers. It's going to be a day-long thing. It's huge. You can't wait. I think one of their emails even had the headline, you're not going to regret this. Like, save the date. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we like, talked about that. We said they that's, we said they better deliver if they're going to say that. Yeah, like, and this was prior to the Netflix thing and then even after the Netflix event. So that's kind of where my viewpoint was coming from compared to where James was, which I totally get where James was coming from and why he's like, see, I told you guys, because that's how he felt. But after sitting through the Netflix event, I was like, there is no way they can walk away from this event as someone in the industry that would watch this and be like, wow, look what our competitors are doing and say, let's just put out a Twitter thread. Like, to me, it's just crazy that you would even... (laughs) Like, well, have a meeting where you would decide the, that's the case. The the thing that frustrates me the most, I mean, the, the seeing, and this is, you know, the online bubble and not everyone's dialed sure. into that. Sure. And, and that's a good thing. But, you know, seeing, you know, the fans push back against fellow fans who are just expressing disappointment. like Who are just excited about what they love. Speaking, yeah. speaking on behalf of... Of the two hundred billion dollar mega, you know, eating up other IPs movie studio, like they don't need you to be their advocate. They're gonna be okay if I'm like, well, that was disappointing. Uh, so th- that's ridiculous in itself. And then the 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 other one is is just kind of like, you know, wh- whatever they give us is enough. Like they don't owe you anything. It's like. You don't understand like how consumerism works. Like we're paying for a product as a premium service. Like the other streaming services are not doing this. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's it, it's just this like weird asinine thing that they think they're on the right side by saying these things, and it's just not reality. It, it like there's degrees to this. You're you know, I can in in an adult way say like. As a consumer, I would, you know, I, based on how you marketed this, I was hoping I'd get a look at some of the things that you're going to be showing me. Uh, I think that's okay to say, you know, you just increased it ten dollars. Uh, it's eighty dollars for this for the service for an annual. That means I'm vet invested in this for the next twelve months. I want to check out when you're bringing to me. I think that's fair to say. But then, like, you get a blanket sweeping thing saying, like, if you say anything. You're a complainer, you're a whiner, you're entitled stuff. It's like, no, it's called just have voicing your opinion. And that's okay. Uh, I, there's there's rational and healthy ways to to do that. Um, but this whole like defend, <laughs> slamming your fellow fans in the name of defending the <laughs> Disney, like they are some, they, they, need, they need your help or something is so absurd to me. Uh, I don't even understand where that, where that angle even comes from yeah that that bothered that bothered me today yeah i'm not i'm not really sure about that but all i can say is that some people just (laughs) like to voice certain opinions and that's fine but i think people also need to remember that all star wars fans are all different ages all different backgrounds all different experiences 
but a lot of people in the Star Wars fandom have been in this for a long time. They have a strong connection to this franchise and to this fandom, and they live it, and they breathe it, and they just want what's best for it. And they want to be able to brag about it and be pumped about it and be proud. And you can't do that if they're not giving you anything to be proud about. So when, kind of going back to what you said, James, with the whole cookie thing, like when you see things like Marvel and other brands getting all this stuff, you want to have that moment too. And I understand the kind of frustration or disappointment of like, oh, dang, I wish we would have gotten something. But there's also something to be said with what you brought up with was that they showed this video a year ago to people that were investors. So there's this level of, okay, so if I'm rich and I'm investing into the company, I get to see this video a year earlier, then the people that actually are building up this franchise for me to make money from. So I think there's this level of like, (laughs) wait, why do I have to wait a year to watch said video? But that's going neither here nor there. But anyway, so as for the Star Wars stuff, the sizzle reel, I love seeing you, McGregor. I love hearing him talk about Kenobi. I can hear him talk about Kenobi every day, all day, because he loves and breathes and, and lives this character. And I'm so pumped to see him back. I'm, I was excited to see Deborah Chow as well, um, talking about her experience and what's to come and, and to mention sure. Hayden. I loved yeah. seeing um, Ewan training. You know, just to see him being active and, like, having a good time. Um, I said this on Monday a little bit, but the video to be a minute long was kind of a disappointment only because, as always, you want to see more. Um, I was hoping for more kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. It's just felt like, to me, knowing that it's the investor video, that they didn't have much to show, so they showed concept art. And I feel like, James, you made a really good point. I, I think that this was something that they had in a folder on a computer somewhere. They said they needed something and they pulled it and threw it on a it's drive. Not even, it's not even behind the scenes because they didn't start filming that until five months after that clip came out. Yeah, like, I know some people had said that it's because Ewan doesn't have a beard, so they must have recorded that interview recently, which could be the case. Um, but I was just very surprised. And then especially... At the end of the day, when we got a video with a bunch of logos in it, like Bad Batch and Andor, to not get any announcement from those things when you got everything else. And James, I think you made a really good point with me earlier in Dis- during Disney Plus Day that Omega had her own Disney Plus Day shirt. They released her plush Lulu in mm. the Disney Plus store, but yet we got nothing for season two of Bad Batch, so, whether it be so, yeah, to clarify, a Filoni a message t-shirt. or anything of omega like pulling her arrow back and right. it says disney plus day as if right. omega has something to do with disney plus day and i was like the only thing that's happening here right now if they don't announce anything bad batch season two related is that they put a piece of content that already existed like putting sure um um <clears throat> rapunzel from tangled on a shirt that says Disney Plus Day. Well, Tangle, Tangled's been on Disney Plus for a long time now. Like, sure. what does that have sure. to do with today and being excited about the brand? I guess, technically, if you subscribe to Disney Plus, you get this character. But, I mean, they could have done that with any character. Why is Omega on a t-shirt? It why is her plus very much, the other thing? Yeah, yeah why, it seems very much like you wanted to advertise some of the other stuff and it just didn't happen and we can get into those discussions of what we felt was pulled 
Like, cause obviously in that thing, you know, you see, um, the book of Boba Fett and you saw Andor and you saw, I think they released that early. I'll just say this to like, we're recording this in advance. The day of Disney plus day. Uh, the wh- one of the same people who confirmed the Anakin stuff we reported on said there is a trailer for the Obi Wan show. They have one. They just didn't put it out. And that there's a poster, and that they saw the poster. Uh, yeah, it. it <clears throat> I mean, which I, there's I, posters for other stuff. The Boba Fett legacy special had a poster. And and let's let's not forget, like James, you you brought up that. Uh, minute visual teaser thing where they showed all sure. the icons yeah. and Andor That's was there, we, yeah, Bad Batch was about. there. Yeah. So everything else on there has either already been released, literally released, or was talked about on Disney Plus Day, except for those Star Wars shows. It's just weird. It just seems like it was a, like a last minute pull to me. And like, we don't, like, there's some people who are also you know, bloggers and reporters or, and, and scoopers or whatever out there sure. that we we do not communicate with who reported similar things that we did. Something just seems a little off. And I don't know if, you know, what the, what the, what the story is. I don't want to get too far down that because, you know, whatever, it came out, it happened. We heard Kenobi. They put out something for Kenobi. It turned out being an old thing. What reasons why? I I, I can't wrap my head around that, but... Um, I mean, we do have other stuff we can get into. I mean, we we don't have to hammer them on Disney Plus Day overall, but like the the Rogue Squadron thing. I mean, you know, James, I'll, I'll just put you on the spot. Like <laughs> off air, you were like, "I've always given them chances and stuff," and then it's just like, again, man, really with this? And it's just like you, you want know, to it, be the cheerleader. It, you want to be that person well, that's that, constantly that's, defending so, them. Yeah. So my analogy with this and people who are sports fans will understand this like if you're a sports fan of a team you spend a lot of your time angry <laughs> and defending and them <laughs> ha- no no hammering them being like i can't believe that coach he made that decision i can't uh. believe that player made that play and you're because you're so obsessed but it's 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 fun to just do that and get involved and be the monday morning quarterback and be like mm-hmm. can't you did that because you love the team so much <laughs> That you call the radio shows and you get in arguments with friends about it, and it's all part of it. And that's kind of how it is with Star Wars. Like, I'm ha- I'm hammering them right now because I love Star Wars so much. It's it's not like there there are people who go on YouTube and stuff or Twitter who hammer Star Wars because they want to kill Star Wars and they want Be, Star Wars to me, fail. Yeah. I, I want Star Wars to do really well. I love Star Wars so much. I want it to do great. I'm ro- constantly rooting for them. So when stuff like this happens, I'm like. What is going on? So James, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, it, with it, that, yeah, it <laughs> it feels kind of like that, John. Except there's one, there's one thing here is that no matter how much you uh, like root for a team and you know they're gonna suck, like you know, hey man, we lose every year. I know it, but I, I root for them and I want them to win. They still go out and play just as many games as everybody else. <laughs> Correct. And Great right point, now, <laughs> right now, Lucasfilm is out this season and they were out last season. <laughs> you know, it's like all these other teams. It's not that they're winning. They're playing. We're not playing as Star Wars fans. It feels like they're not participating in like 
check out the NFL this year. It, you know, and they're showing off all the teams and it's like your team isn't in that video. Why isn't my team in the video? You know, it doesn't make any sense. And they're, they're now, not, they're part not of announcing the NFL? games. Yeah. They're not Are they not a part? Like, it seems like every time you, you, we think this is the, okay. Maybe they've been building up for this and maybe, maybe this is the game that they're going to participate in. They don't show up last minute and every other team is represented, but yours it's, it's, that's what feels like it's happening. And it's, it's frustrating when you're seeing everybody else play and have fun. And, you know, those memes are out there too, where people are like, you know, like the Conan looking in the window, like Star Wars fans looking over at Marvel and stuff. (laughs) I get that. And it's kind of a joke, but also is it a joke? Like it's kind of serious. (laughs) Like, but where were you? You know, what were you doing? What's the story? Why don't you have content? Like, it's cool. It's cool if you want to say, hey, here's the situation. You know, um, my grandma died. It was a big day. I had a terrible weekend, you know, or whatever. It's like, it's cool, man. You know, and you can kind of pass it off. But it does feel like you're not even getting the excuse. At some point, you ju- it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. And I've, I think part of it, too, is I'm getting to that point now with Star Wars. And we've talked about this a couple times with different things. <clears throat> I don't, they can make announcements and say, Taika Waititi's doing this movie. And I'm like, that sounds like it would be a good idea. I hope it happens. It's like, I don't believe Lucasfilm right. anymore with a lot of stuff. And, yeah. and it's also now to a point where it's like Disney plus day is coming up and they're going to be doing announcements and and surprises and exciting turns and reveals and all this stuff for all of their content for the next year on Disney Plus. You don't think they're going to mention Star Wars and I go, I don't think they're going to mention Star Wars. And I, that's I, what you said and John and I were the schmucks that were like, "No, we believe in you." <laughs> I, well, it, it so it goes hand Jilted in hand. again by my love. It, it lover. goes hand in hand. It's not like <laughs> it's not like I was correct and now that we see it in post tense it makes sense sure. and you guys sure. should have known that. Because sure. in reality, it feels like based on what everybody else got, you guys should have been right. There should have been, it, I mean, at bare minimum, that that Kenobi thing that was one minute long, that should have been a four minute long video. And it should have been about Kenobi, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, and The Mandalorian Season 3. And just had or people James. talking, little random Footage things. Footage aside. Does, how about a 30-second video from Leslie Headland via Zoom saying like, hey guys, just want you to know we're starting filming on The Acolyte next summer and you can look forward to seeing this. And she holds up yeah. like a blaster or a lightsaber. And we're all like, ah! <laughs> and it takes minimal production, so, minimal yeah. effort, just something. And like It doesn't have to get be trailers. It doesn't have to we- be... You know we could literally do this all day. Um, we could come up with examples of how crazy it is or examples of, of comparisons. Yeah. I mean, um, John Mulaney and Adam Sandberg got Andy, Andy, Andy Sandberg, Andy Sandberg yeah. yeah, are like doing their own Zoom thing. And the only thing they really had to talk about was the fact that the property existed and that there was a poster. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, then. I don't feel like there are any excuses. Like I'm just 
the thing that I keep coming back to, unfortunately, is like, if you look at the track record so far, with the exception of like the Boba Fett uh, and Mandalorian trailers every <clears> once in a while, the only time we've gotten footage from properties for Star Wars in the past two years was Disney Investor Day, which is Disney Investor Day, and mm-hmm. a reel that was shown during an investor meeting. So it's like they're more willing to put work in on footage, behind the scene reels, and all this other stuff when it relates to investors than it actually being for the fans during an event that's supposed to be for fans. But again, that's this is a Lucasfilm thing, not a Disney thing. No, but so, I'm saying yeah. that specific <clears throat> to Lucasfilm. Like Marvel will put stuff out. Pixar puts stuff out. All these other things put stuff out for fans. Why is it Lucasfilm only seems to do stuff for investors? Because those are where those things are stemming from, with the exception of, again, the Boba Fett trailer and the Mandalorian trailer, which those shows are about to come out. It was so crazy. For for this event, I was very right. But for Investor's Day, I was very wrong. I was like, I don't know. What are they going to do? It's like an, yeah. <laughs> an earnings meeting, but it's like a live stream. Okay. Yeah. You can't yeah, imagine yeah. much. And they drop like 10 new shows. I remember everybody tweeting, 10, 10. 10 question mark like anything with a 10 like we haven't uh, heard anything about droid story we haven't heard anything about uh so there's there was another weird angle this too where i was like i was thinking well maybe there's a reason they're not talking about some of these shows it would have been nice but maybe it's because none of these shows are coming in the next year so like Mm -hmm. ahsoka they didn't talk at all about it but maybe that's because Nothing will have happened for Ahsoka in the next year, and maybe next year on Disney Plus Day would be the day to expect something for Ahsoka. But mm-hmm. even then, like, we have four shows coming out this year, and you didn't mention any of them. Right. You mentioned one. You you did the one-minute Kenobi thing, you know? But you didn't talk right. about season three of Mandalorian. You didn't talk about Book of Boba Fett, and you didn't talk so- about Andor. And you didn't talk about Bad so, Batch, which those are all confirmed shows to be coming out this year. So it's five five and, shows. You you missed four of them. Yeah. And I've heard this from a few people. They're like, well, they know they got you as Star Wars fans, so it doesn't matter. They don't need to market to you. I don't know that that's true anymore. Like, I feel like the old generation of Star Wars fans may be sort of checking out now that the actors they liked are leaving and that's Mm -hmm. fine you need to invigorate the kids who are coming up who you know they loved ray and stuff but now ray's gone away for a little bit you need to give these kids a reason to want to talk to their friends about star wars you need to get it in their faces and stuff and if unless these kids are going to galaxy's edge every week that's not happening so And there's not a new animated show out right now uh, with, you know, the Bad Batch when it's on hiatus or whatever. And even that, you sort of, it's kind of connected to the Clone Wars. So the Resistance, they they, they tried that. It's just like, the, I I think they take, it for, they take the Star Wars fan maybe for granted a little. I'm not sure if that's the case, but, and I don't want to harp on this part of this too long because there are obviously good things and... and I think the book of Boba Fett is going to be very, very good and very excited for that. Oh, I so can't wait. Yeah. I want to end the conversation like t- like talking about that and, and positive things. But the one other thing that does concern me that I want to bring up is 
like like we said, the Rogue Squadron thing, and that getting delayed really is a punch to the gut because it it gives the the haters fuel and it, it makes our, our argument harder to make that things are are going are being run well right and, and it's just it, it like i said it gives them stuff uh, you know stuff to stand on and and mm-hmm. uh you know it reinvigorates them and gives them more uh validity and that sort of thing and they jump for joy when those things th- those sort of things happen and and it kills us so uh, on one hand it's like yeah good you know delay it because we have the disney plus lifeboat of shows um and get it right and that's fine but it shouldn't be at that that shouldn't be happening like right i don't know it's just you had so long this isn't one of those like we're signing patty jenkins to do a star wars movie we need you to have it out in a year and a half patty it's like no you have three and a half years to get it out and the excuse they gave us was crap that it was scheduling and all that stuff like that doesn't make any none of that makes any logical sense so uh, that's very frustrating and it might be time for you know i like everything kathleen kennedy has done uh she had one of the hardest jobs ever which is taking over a company from the most brilliant creator in our lifetime in this mm-hmm. past century for right. movies and she did a great job in my opinion she turned out excellent movies because she's a wonderful producer one of the greatest of all time just under kevin feige but in terms of maybe being a president of a studio maybe she's not that great at that and that's okay so while i love everything she's done it's not black and white here I can also say maybe it's time for someone who's better at being a president of a studio to take over. And I think the more these examples pop up, the more I'm leaning that way. And it doesn't mean I like people, I need to be clear about this because if I tweeted this, you know, people put it in a certain bubble, but just to be clear, there's nuance, love everything she's done. uh, But in terms of running the studio, maybe there's someone who could do it better. And maybe it's time for new leadership at Lucasfilm. We've we've talked about that too before. Like at this point now, she's been in charge for going on a decade. You know, ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so even at this point now, if you were part of the maybe it's time she moves on and we get someone new in, you don't have to be. That doesn't make you a get rid of Kathleen Kennedy supporter. Like it can kind of be like a, Hey, that was an awesome decade. I really like the stuff. I just want to maybe see some change it up. You know, I want to see maybe what somebody else can do. Maybe the next decade really sucks. You know, we don't know, but like at this point, I think it's kind of at that uh, line where we'd be willing to move. Um, and it's funny too. I was going to say, John, I was trying to jump in and, and I couldn't quite read cause we're over <laughs> Skype or whatever. But I was going to say, you know, when I mentioned earlier um, that I don't really trust when they say things, it made me think that now I think of official Lucasfilm's announcements as trade announcements. Like if the Hollywood Reporter said so-and-so was was cast in a movie or oh, something, yeah? I, that's mm. how I feel. I'm like, that's pretty official. I can get excited behind that, but also... We'll see. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to feel that way about the official announcement. Like, yeah, we right. are going to yeah. make this game. It is going to happen. Is like, I should be excited about that. But all of Lucasfilm and all Star Wars related properties at this point, I, I hear it and I am starting to go, 
that sounds cool. We'll see as if a trade was reporting it, even a reliable trade like deadline says Jedi fallen order two is coming next year, you know, or whatever. I'm like, that sounds great. I trust deadline, but we'll see, you know, there's this air now that I don't, I don't like having that. Um, but Marvel makes an official announcement. That's freaking happening. (laughs) Like you nine, nine times out of 10. And I don't mean that just the way people say it nine times out of 10. I literally mean if they had 10 properties, nine of them are going flawlessly. And one of them might be like "Mm, some, some rewrites on uh, multiverse of madness. You know, (laughs) it's like, but the other nine are flawless. I think that, I think this sounds crazy because, you know, we obviously did, you know, make solo two happen, and that's a social media campaign and or whatever that kind of just created it on its own, like because people liked the stupid shirt we made. But um, so that was a natural thing that developed. But I, and as I say that, and I hope they do more solo and stuff. I I I feel like Lucasfilm or whoever ends up taking over, if they do, or if it's a Disney decision needs to create much more distance between themselves and the fans online. I think the accessibility and stuff like that makes people think that they have more power. But I also, at the same time, you feel like based on some of the decisions they make are very reactionary and based on what's hot in the moment, like bringing in the Game of Thrones guys, because that was white hot and everyone loved that show. They probably went, oh, they have a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone seems to love them. Get them. Then they put out yeah. a dud eight, season eight. All fans are like, screw those guys. They stink. And then we never hear from them again. Then, you know, it's it's the same thing with, you know, Patty Jenkins. Wonder Woman. Yeah, we're going to get an amazing woman director. Get her in here. She's only done three movies. I don't care. Get her in here. 84 comes out. Got problems with Rogue Squadron. You know, it's just I feel like it, I'm not saying it's like a a lazy. And I think that could go into Ryan Johnson too, because you have Ryan Johnson who made this movie that not everybody liked, but he's very talented. He did a good job. He cared. He, you know, Knives Out comes out. It's gangbusters. People loved it. Nothing. And there, I think that that's reactionary to the react like the Last Jedi on the other side of that equation. Like they should have. Uh, that, yeah, his the first Ryan movie Johnson should be out already. So crazy, because even even in that case, I get it that he was divisive. Like it was maybe a bad movie in some regard to some fans, but sure. it was it was it made a lot of money and it was it had good reviews. You know, from like um, critics and stuff. Maybe not from fans, mm-hmm. but from critics and stuff. And Ryan Johnson has continued to put out movies that people enjoy. So it's Oscar like every one of nominated his nominated movies. Yeah. All of his movies have been well received, you know, for the most part, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at here? Yeah. So he's even yeah. like an odd liar out where like, he's even having issues coming back to star Wars. Um, besides when some of these other people. he's done everything right. 
Yeah. Yeah, where you could kind of understand you know, somebody like having only done three movies and that and that third movie was like a complete bomb and they're yeah, like, right. Oh man, maybe we didn't think this through and maybe he doesn't they don't know how to handle this like um yeah. uh, what what was the Boba Fett guy? Uh Trank, Josh Trank. Josh Trank. He had like Fantastic a lot work. of success with like one movie and everybody was all about him, but the fame hit too quick. There's too much pressure, big studios and stuff, and he didn't know how to handle it. So, but Lucasfilm was involved with that person, you know? So it's like, I don't know if they're not vetting, but the thing is, is like, they did vet, they got Ryan Johnson, he's great, and yet still it didn't pan out. And it's like, I don't understand what's going on here. At least, at least Ryan Johnson with, with The Last Jedi seemed like an inspired pick because he wasn't one of those like blockbuster household names. Whereas today, everyone's like, Eternals comes out, Chloe Zhao's got to direct the Star Wars now. I don't care what it is. Give it to her. And then those rumors come out. And then Hollywood Report is like, she's not directing Star Wars. But it's just like, <laughs> it almost seems like whatever the popular thing that's going on online, like whoever's working for Kathleen Kennedy, like scours the that. The Dune like, guy. Everyone kept saying everything about Dune. They were like, oh, yeah. he should do a Star Wars. Benny, uh, Denny, Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. But, but it's like, and I don't know if this is how it works. I don't know if Kathleen Kennedy does this stuff herself or if she has people who does this for her, but it's like, Get the pulse of what's going on out there. And if everyone's like, we want this person because they did this. They're like, get them. And it's, is it that easy? And then like, because it just seems like, like Patty, like if four years ago, you're like, uh, we, we want a woman to direct a Star Wars movie. Like everyone was like, Patty Jenkins. Sure enough. Who's the one they get? Patty Jenkins. Not some director who's probably amazing that you've never heard of that if you did a little more research like and then looking at yes or like yeah who we never i personally never heard of before the mandalorian and she's freaking amazing but it just seems like it's just one of those things like what's the bubble talking about bring him in like it's just like Patty Jenkins just seems like that that obvious type of pick. Like we 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 need an amazing female director who is I would agree Patty with that. Jenkins. Get her sure. Right. Like so that's why the Ryan Johnson one. Like it's like wow, that's a that's an inspiring pick. Like the JJ one is the opposite because they're like wow, he did that for Star Trek. Let's see if he wants to work with us. Now JJ Abrams is like big time, so you know that's different. But it, it just I I'm not saying I hate using the word lazy, but it just seems like. They're way more concerned about what the pulse of trending names are or whatever. And you see that in the recent examples, like the Game of Thrones guys and then Patty Jenkins and whoever else. Oh, and uh, even Leslie Headland, like Russian Doll, was like really popular online. And then people are like, oh, she's getting a streaming series now for Star Wars. Mm. It's just, I don't know. I feel like they maybe... And this goes against everything about, you know, me pushing for Solo, but if Solo has to take a bullet and never be made, fine. If Star Wars is going to be better for it, I think Lucasfilm should make, they already, they've done this with like people like us, like podcasters and bloggers and stuff. Like they got rid of the whole community section on StarWars.com, uh, which was, you know, a little disappointing to see. And they've clearly made some separation in that regard, um, which is fine, you know. But I think in terms of like fans in general, like I, I would make e- even larger separation between them and fans. Like I feel like there's something about the ease of accessibility that, you know, like, like I hate to say, it, like, like PR people, 
you know, being that closely connected to fans and stuff on, on social media, I don't know that that's a good thing because um, they can do their job from a distance and, and put their ear to the ground. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't Not know only that, there's that, a, but... there is something to be said to social media algorithms in, in the way that they operate and that you're only seeing certain viewpoints. I think something I learned in the past few weeks is people have been doing those like little chirpy, chirply, like circle things where people are, it's basically your echo chamber. It's all the people you interact with. And I oh, found yeah, that yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of people were the same people on everybody's thing, which is fine. People are friends. That makes sense. But if you look at people that were sharing those things from different companies and organizations, you're like, okay, well, then that means you're only getting these viewpoints. You're not getting anybody else's. So I think there's this kind of, there needs to be an understanding that with the power of social media and the way things work now with muting and blocking and tailoring your feed to you, even if you're going to social media to get feedback, you might just be getting one viewpoint and one small piece of it. You know, there, uh, there might be something, translate. the bigger, bigger content there would be um, <clears throat> like, YouTube for brands and Twitter for brands. Like it's sure. not a brand signing up for a, a YouTube account and then getting it verified, but just the way that information comes into that brand's feed should be probably processed differently as Unfiltered. far as like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's not just about blocking people or something like that. Cause once you start to get into that, you're not really hearing, you're not really getting the vibe of a fan base. Um, so they, they need to, they need to come up with something like that is a little bit more like on, on the whole, like this is what your, um, I don't know. This is how this word is, is being Which, used yeah, on a social lot media of, or something like your company's yeah. name. This is how it's being used positively. A lot of or services do show thing. that. Yeah, a lot of services do show that where they show you like the negative versus the positive reaction and stuff. But I think mm -hmm. it's just one of those things you just got to I agree with you, John. I think there needs to be more of. I think more listening, but a wider, broader listening, but also kind of a step back disconnect, because I don't think you see executives from Marvel engaging with people as much as Star Wars no. or people and, from Disney or people. And from I Marvel. liked it. I thought it was cool. Like when people could be like, Hey Pablo, uh, is this, this creature? And he's like, no man, this is this. And I'm like, that's cool. But we can't like, there's never a line in the sand. And then it like gets to a point where Pablo like flips his lid and what he had to go through with all like the, like people taking him out of context and writing articles about things he said that he didn't yeah, mean. And, yep. and then like, you know, Matt Martin getting pissed off at people and he never gets pissed off at people. And, you know, it's just, I, it, I feel bad because they have every right to be online and stuff, but sure. it's just like when people feel like they have that accessibility to them, I feel like, you know, you want to be, they want to be nice to people and stuff and people take advantage of people being nice and you see it all the time. It, I, I just feel like let that, let the professionals and the creators be over here and we can be over here let and them we can still have a great yeah. experience, but let's space it out a little. Uh, I, I don't know if that makes any sense or if the, maybe the audience completely disagrees with me, but I, I just feel like 
I, I want them to be away from us and, and like do your thing and and give you know be more open with us in terms of the official info you're giving us, but like on the social media day-to-day interaction stuff, I feel like that should be limited. I feel like they need to flip it. Give us more of the actual stuff that you're making. I want official updates. Yeah, absolutely. Give us more of the official stuff you're doing. Let us in more that way that you, via you controlling it and limit the, you know, intimate interaction online and social media and stuff like that. And, you know, that's my perspective. I I completely understand if people don't see it that way, but uh, that's just how I see it. But let's, let's, you know, we, we, we're going to go over We talk about how excited I am for a book of Boba Fett. Yeah, because so good. So yeah, good. Excited. Good stuff is is coming, and um, like I've said on Monday, and I'll say it now, they are ve- very good at connecting all this stuff and making it feel like it is a real galaxy far, far away. And they do it maybe better than they ever have before. And the book of Boba Fett is just over a month away, and I am I am very excited for this series. And you know, beyond that. I you know we're six months away from celebration and hopefully the COVID stuff keeps trending the right way and you know everyone who's able to go to that is able to go to that and you know we're going to do everything we can to you know get stuff that we're covering out to you uh, almost like on a POV experience for some things to to make you feel like you're there with us because I know a lot of people can't go Um, so I'm excited about celebration and getting to be around fans again and recharging those positive batteries. And then, you know, Kenobi's going to come and go. And we have a lot to look forward to. And there is a lot of good. So, I, I, you know, I didn't want to make this an all negative thing. This is just sometimes we have a state of Star Wars where it's all positive And people <clears> say, like, <throat> you guys just love everything. And sometimes we do these where it's like we get critical, but in a respectful way, I'd like to think. And people say, like, ah, you just hate everything. So it just, you know, it's a touch and go. It depends. But, Can, um, um, yeah, so go ahead, I was going to say, like, we well, can talk, I was, you know, whatever you want to talk about, what's going on, but, yeah. Well, I just, I, I wrote down all the different aspects that I could think of, and I, it usually ends up in our state of Star Wars that we go so much on, like, live action. Um, but just to look at the the whole thing really quick, um, as give my quick opinions, and if you guys have different opinions, you can throw them in there. But, like, animation, I just want to throw it out there. There has basically been a season of an animated show every year, Rebels ran from 2014 to 2017, then Resistance 2018 to 2019, uh, Clone Wars in 2020, and Bad Batch in 2021. So it's basically a, a a season of a show every year. I feel like my gut says it shouldn't be that hard to to maybe get to a point where you're doing two animated shows a year. Marvel for, announced, I think, four animated series today. Because I'm thinking technically you are doing four live action shows so just hire more people, broaden your animation department and spread out their workload, you know, just bring on more people to work on those properties. You just need, you know, some specific people looking over both and that would sure be, that everything's running well. That would be a cool Disney Plus thing that they could have done is introduce us to the new head of animation and say like, you know, Dave Filoni carried us for blah, blah, blah <clears> years. <throat> You know, now let's meet so and so, and you know what they're going to be working on. Mm-hmm. You know, just bring us in again, like I said, that way. And uh, you're right, though they they have been consistently doing that. But it would be interesting to hear about the future of animation because Star Wars animation is amazing. 
even visions non-canon was fantastic yeah that's true uh, i i didn't really throw visions in there yeah, so we did kind of get about, bad batch and excited about that year, maybe maybe there's more non-canon animation that's the route they're going to go until they find someone to take over the next canon venture um are they going to do high republic animated stuff there's a lot of stuff that they're probably developing or they're tossing ideas around um that they're probably not ready to divulge yet but they have to have somebody in line uh because we know Filoni's not going to be doing animation uh oversight the way he used to uh you clearly see that by the bad batch where it was kind of this sort of handoff uh in a way um yeah maybe that's you know the people developing that are are the ones who are going to be well resistance the, the was like that too keepers of the Dave flame Filoni- Dave Filoni sort of handed off resistance. He created it and had his name on it and everything, but it was really, you know, these other people involved yeah. in making it. So yeah, it I'm was. curious. That's a good question about <clears throat> the future of animation to see like who's going to be heading that. Um, some, some other things, cause obviously it seems like what we're saying a lot is more, 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 more. But in my opinion, the state of star Wars, looking at where we're at now in these two categories, which are books and comics slow down. <laughs> to me, it's like I'm I want to enjoy this stuff, but it has gotten to a point for me that every month there's a new book and I've almost I've pretty much given up on comics. Like I want to say I'm going to catch up, but it's so at a loss. I'm so far behind on this stuff because you have like four issues come out every week. And that's a lot. That's I mean, true. that's an hour of reading every week that, you know, it piles up and piles up. Oh, it couldn't do it this week. Well, next week now I've got two hours of reading. And the week after that, I've got three hours of reading. And it's just like now I'm way behind. And it's very expensive for the people that do it. I don't understand um, necessarily like what the comic industry and what the book uh, like publishing industry require and and what they think they're benefiting from this but in my opinion i think if you're just up top your big properties your uh your movies your tv and your animated show should you should be working on that content and producing a lot of that content and then every once in a while bringing in the right people to write a book that people go oh yeah they haven't done a book in a while oh sweet i'll pick that up and i'll invest in it and i'll give time into reading it. But I think now, especially even you take something like high Republic, it's great. But I think even the people who are like, you know, like everybody goes to see that first movie, but then when the sequel comes out and the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one, a lot of people are going, well, I'm not going to go see the fifth one. I didn't see the third or the fourth. So you're, I, I don't know how sales look, but to me it feels like high Republic is getting to a point where the only people that I can have conversation with, are the people who are also eight books deep in it, <laughs> you know, or nine books deep. And that's why it gets overlooked a lot on the show. Like there's a new Thrawn book coming out or it just came out this week. And it's like, we barely even talk about it because you, in order to understand that you'd have to have <laughs> taken in all this other content. And it just got to a point where we're just kind of assuming people didn't. Right. So it, it, that's frustrating. It should be like a Thrawn, book every three years or something so you get like pumped up and excited that that trilogy is going to wrap up or whatever but i don't know those two things i'm very intimidated by the releases of those books and that's definitely a part that deters me from diving in because it's just like Mm -hmm. so much and i mean 
I'm the type of person where if I'm reading a book, it's going to take a couple months because it's like I'll do a couple chapters at a time when I can put it down. Oh, yeah, let me I have some downtime. Let me pick up the book. Yeah, if they're pumping the math as fast. It's just like I'm already well, way behind and it's just um, like feels like a lost cause, you know, and then and then just really quickly, too, because I don't have a whole lot to add here, but because um, I don't really understand these that much, these two particular things, but because I don't know what goes into them. But like the video game aspect, I feel like we've gotten, you know, three major video games in 10 years. So maybe that's a lot. Maybe that's not. They all three of them have done fairly well, except for maybe squadrons felt a little niche like in it. And it maybe it wasn't like a full fleshed out thing. Um, Whereas Jedi Fallen Order really was Um, and Battlefront obviously still is. So. I feel like maybe there could be more video games, but I feel like every video game that comes out around Star Wars is just like, here's a new mobile add-on, or here's like a um, a Fortnite character that they're adding, or Galaxy yeah. of Heroes, more characters or something. And it's like, that's not really what we want. I know we're getting Hunters and some other stuff, but again, all this stuff kind of feels... Um, small potatoes you know it doesn't feel like we're getting something worth investing in um very often in the video game world um i don't know and i don't know what else they could do with like parks or something there's also too like youtube stuff like they did the jedi challenge and it's like that was cool but that was it it happened and it went away i was surprised that wasn't on disney plus it's Felt yeah. like yeah, that was another. It was thing originally too. supposed to be, I believe. Yeah, and then Oof. they pushed it to this free thing. But I guess I mean, it, there's well, even an argument to be made. That's that, the I thing. mean, they they didn't even watch it when it was free, so I don't. I don't there's know. There's a bunch of the small <clears throat> things like the galaxy of creatures, and they're like they'll toss all that stuff every once in a while. But those aren't sustainable to me. Like I don't think exactly that's, like. I don't think that's going to be a kid's gateway. Like my son, maybe he could pop it on and, and watch it for two minutes, but it's not going to be his gateway into Star Wars where he's like, I can't wait for season two of Galaxy of Creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> Galaxy of Adventures, that was fun, but where did that go? That went away. These things keep coming and going. They need more sustainability on that level, especially when they're marketing to kids. But um, I know we don't have a ton of time left, but Lacey, um, are there other things? You know, you, you were saying you're pumped about Boba Fett. Um you know, we are in for a big year for 2022. So, um, why don't, you know, do you want to close out with, um, the positive side of things, the things that you're happy about and looking forward to. And and I know celebrations at probably close to the top of your list. Yeah. I think the things I'm excited for most are probably Kenobi and celebration in 2022. I think the other shows are just bonus for me and it's one of those things that I just kind of manage my own expectations as a Star Wars fan and pick a couple things that I'm super pumped about and then everything else that they're doing is just like oh this is great this is just bonus on top of those things that I'm already looking forward to I think Book of Boba Fett is going to surprise me I'm going into it not being the biggest Boba Fett fan uh, and I never have been but I will admit when I'm wrong and his character has been really really cool and awesome in The Mandalorian And I'm interested to see where they take it in this new series. I think it's going to be fabulous from what we've seen in the trailer. And just, you know, Tamora Morrison's done such a good job making the character his own. And I'm so excited to see Ming-Na Wen back. So I think they're just going to be really, really great together. Um, And I'm 
geekily excited about all the Easter eggs we're going to see because we're going to probably get so many in that series. I, I just oh, can't yeah. wait. Um, For next year, I think the thing I'm most excited for currently is probably Celebration. It's been a long two years, guys. It's been a long two years of just kind of like isolation and, and not being at events and just not being around other fans and people that like the same things um that you do and i and cel celebration has been in my life for since 2015 but uh in the past few years with the podcast has been even more than that you know it's just been such a highlight of my life so <clears throat> to have that coming back next year when it got uh canceled last year it was so sad i completely understand why they did it and i stand by that they made the right decision um, but it was just one of those things that it's like, how could things get any worse? <laughs> and then that happens. Um, but the fact that I'm going to get mm. to see so many different new things for Star Wars and just get to geek out and celebrate with you guys, um, and, you know, fans and just go to Disney World again. I haven't been to Disney World in like forever or Disneyland. And it's one of those things that like I used to go once a year. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of crazy that... Life has changed so much in the past two years, but at the same time, it's like, I, I can't wait to get back to doing the things that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. And I think Celebration is going to be such a highlight and we're all going to have so much fun that it's hard not to be pumped for it. Um, Kenobi, again, it's the only Star Wars project, surprisingly, that I've cried when it was announced. It was just such an emotional thing. I think it was my kind of living through Ewan McGregor having to sit through maybe it will happen, maybe it won't for five to six years, um, especially after what we learned from Solo being released and how he was there and, like, how their plans were underway. Um, right. To finally get to see him be so happy and be on stage and admit that, yes, it's happening was just, like, such an emotional reaction as a Star Wars fan that you're like, finally, this guy that has been fighting for this project for years and years and years and years and has had to lie and say no to all these interviewers over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Um, it was just so great. So I, I can't wait to see it. And I am a little nervous just because everybody has opinions. But at the same time, I'm so excited because I know it's something that's going to bring all of us together. And that's proof in the past week with Kenobi being trending, not just when that sizzle got leaked, but leading up to Disney Plus Day, Kenobi was trending like daily. Yeah. <laughs> that people were pumped. Yeah. So I'm just really excited to be pumped and hyped about Star Wars again. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we'll probably do State of Star Wars winter, like January-ish. Mm -hmm. After the holidays, um, yeah. Yeah, at, in the thick of, you know, Book of Boba Fett, so we'll be able to touch on that. Uh, and it'll probably <laughs> yeah. be a much more positive addition, I would imagine, um, than this one. But, you know, again, sometimes we get critical. This isn't all, you know, just uh, we love everything fest. But um, I, I'd like to think that we, when we do critique things, we, we do it with respect. And I think uh, people understand that. So when they tell us that you guys are positive, I think they understand that um, even when there's things we disagree with, we, we do it in a respectful way. And mm -hmm. um, th I, I take pride in that. So cool. I, I don't have too much more to add. Uh, I, I feel like we all kind of um, closed out on pretty good notes. Um, but we aren't done yet. <laughs> I know this is uh we're a little over uh, an hour and f uh, 14 or so here, whatever the case may be. But uh, we do, uh, you've heard enough from us. So we hope you enjoyed uh, the State of Star Wars discussion. But now we do want to hear from you and some of your tweets 
uh, to uh, give us a good smile uh, to close us out here in our next segment. Lacey. All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But this is the part of the show that we let the community give their thoughts and opinions and jokes. Um, So every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter and you guys give your answers. So the scenario this week was Obi-Wan Kenobi said Sith Lords are their specialty, mm. though he was bested multiple times and ultimately killed by one. Uh, pick another Star Wars character who would Goat. who could claim to be a specialist at something that they're clearly not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh boy. All right. First up is Thankful Kylo Ten at Fulcrumandor. What's up? They said Din Djarin is a specialist in Jedi history and philosophy. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the clip from the show where he's like, does this look Jedi to you? <laughs> Next is Andrew Staley at Deuce underscore Staley. Hey, Andrew. He said Han Solo, Rathtar smuggler. Did not go well. <laughs> no. Next is Mark I, at the kind. I think he did a good job. He got three of them, right? Yeah, but you they should have seen out. his crew before that. They didn't get out. Somebody else released them. <laughs> I, think Next is... I think he's a good Rathtar smuggler. <laughs> Next is Mark at Dekind Vacans at duh underscore kind underscore awakens, who said, telling stories for another time is my specialty. Maz Kanata. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Next is Frank Grande at Frank Grande the third. Uh, hey, Frank. He said Doc Ralter? Dak Ralter? Oh, Dak. Dak Ralter, a specialist at taking on the whole empire himself. <laughs> I didn't recognize that last name. I felt really dumb for a second. <sighs> that is hilarious. Next is Rebel Scum Texan at Rebel Scum Texan. What's up? They said Roth Garding. <laughs> Achieving eternal <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> blown away in kajimi we assume yeah kevin lewis Probably. is up next at thrawn's on fan and kevin said grand moff tarkin recognizing moments of triumph is triumph <laughs> is my specialty yeah that that should be a, a book with tarkin that says recognizing mo moments of triumph by by tarkin yeah, next is Mello at A Great Jedi. Hey, Mello, who said Skywalkers, parenting is our specialty. Oh, man. Ooh. Mello. Mello's very spicy lately. Very spicy. And last but not least is Kyle, Kale Hughes at Kyle Hughes 2307, who said, Being in a Star Wars movie is my specialty, Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much if you want to be on the show make sure to follow us on twitter at rbatswnn and until next time back to john all right thank you everybody for listening and watching being a part of trb uh i want to thank uh everyone who does support us on patreon at the top i know i asked if you can support us please do but we do need to give a special shout out to our patreon generals and spice runners first our generals carmelo 
Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Haz Aslam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Joey Mayfield-Stewart, Nathan Shank, and Val Trichkoff. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, <laughs> Double C Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you hey. all for your support and all of our patrons. And everybody who listens or watches TRB, make sure you do subscribe to us on your preferred platforms, whether that is audio, I like Spotify, uh, or YouTube.com slash Star Wars Newsnet videos. Uh, thank you for all of your support. Please share with a friend because... Uh, 2022 is going to be very exciting, and we hope you join the party here on TRB. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Johnny Hoey on Twitter and StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, audio only on that one. Uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. James. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Chunks. All right, that'll do it for us here. We will see you on Monday morning, maybe with Lacey. We're not sure, but we will be back uh, to kick off Thanksgiving week with another happy, thankful episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. Till then, see you around, kids. <laughs> <laughs>